Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the number one phrase used in successful couples. Now, this comes from an article that I came across done by John and Julie Gottman. They have studied 40,000 couples and noticed that they had this one phrase in common that they shared with each other. And so I'm going to share with you what that is. Here we go. So out of these 40,000 couples, they noticed that the successful ones all said this one phrase to their significant other. And even as a marriage coach, I got to be honest with you. When I read what it was, I was like, oh, thank goodness I say this. Thank goodness this is present in my marriage. That made me feel really, really good. Okay. Now, it's a simple phrase that we often can gatekeep, actually. Like we can keep it and hold on to it. And feel like when things aren't going well, like when we're feeling resentful or when we feel burnt out and overwhelmed from motherhood, from life, but we say it like it's no big deal to everybody else. Okay. So any guesses? So I recently asked ladies inside of the uh, private Facebook group and one person guessed it correctly actually two. But for fun, I'm going to share what all those guesses were because some of them like legit made me laugh out loud. (laughs) And maybe you just need to laugh today too. Okay. So here were the ones that I got from this question that I asked inside the group. It was, I love you, which is always great, right? I forgive you. Do you want me to just hear you out or help you fix it? I hear you. And thank you. And now for the funny ones, okay? Like, don't drink anything while listening to this because you might spit it all out. But one was, I brought you wine. (laughs) So for those who love wine, like, that would be incredible, right? And the other funny one was, don't touch my dessert I left in the fridge. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. As a fellow foodie, like, that just resonates so much when you're just so looking forward to eating that dessert or eating whatever it is that you you stuck in the fridge that there aren't enough portions to share and you're looking forward to it and you open the fridge and it's gone like that's just so heartbreaking and so frustrating so i thought that one was hilarious that was for sure my favorite one and i laughed so hard when i read that so whoever said that thank you i appreciate you so much more than you know So anyway, drum roll, please. The phrase 
the number one phrase that successful couples say to each other is, thank you. Yeah, like it really is that simple, okay? And thank you is so powerful because it's gratitude, it's appreciation, right? Like it makes you feel so good and so seen for your effort, for your energy, for your thought, for your time, everything. Now, a couple months ago, I was at my son's kindergarten Thanksgiving presentation. Okay. All the kids took turns sharing what they were grateful for. And my son shared he was grateful for family and all the pets in our home. Fun fact we have three, five, we have five pets at home, which is like unreal. I feel like we live in a zoo a lot. Um, if you count our kids, then we have eight pets. But anyway, hearing that just made my heart melt because it's not something that kids normally express, right? They don't ever express their appreciation. Oftentimes, motherhood is like a thankless job. We kind of just assume that they'll be grateful later and we're doing it because we want to, right? And it, it feels so good to have someone express gratitude towards you, right? Like, have you ever heard your kid express their appreciated appreciation and gratitude towards you? How did that feel to you, right? Makes you feel seen. And so gratitude to me is like synonymous with appreciation. And feeling appreciated feels really freaking good. It feels so good. It makes us feel seen and valued, like we matter, and that the things that we do are noticed, even if it's our responsibility to do these things. Like we took those responsibilities on, we own them, right? And when we feel like we matter and that we're loved, we start to have this sense of like comfort and satisfaction and like. We are truly valued. Feeling valued feels good in any situation, right? As a friend, at work, in your family, all of the spaces, especially in our marriage, okay? And as much as receiving gratitude from our spouse is important, it is equally important to make time to feel gratitude in our marriage as well. And to make space to think of all the things that we're grateful for that our spouse does for us or just does in general. It doesn't even have to be for us. From the little things like killing bugs. Like I hate killing bugs, especially if they're like on the bigger side or crunchy. Like I cannot. Just like makes me cringe. (laughs) Fun fact, if it's like too big of a spider and it's like too crunchy, like the body itself is too big, I would need to like grab my vacuum and suck it up. Like I cannot use a tissue for those. It's just, anyway, if you're like me, there's a pro tip. <laughs> use a vacuum. Anyway, um, something funny happened today that I expressed gratitude for with my husband, right? And this is an example of how creative and intentional you can start becoming if you're not already in your marriage, right? My husband 
this morning, I was still in bed, right? He got out of bed first and he asked me, do you need a pee? And I was like, actually I do. Why? He's like, because I, I was going to go use the bathroom. So I wanted to see if you wanted to go first. And so I realized like, oh, he might be going number two. He wanted to make sure that I had a more pleasant experience going to the bathroom versus going after him. You know, I have a full bladder from sleeping through the night and going in after he does his business and just like, oh, okay, doesn't smell the best, but I have to go and I'm just going to deal with it. And I just thought that was so thoughtful for him to think about me and offer for me to go first. So he stalled his needs, right, for me to have a better experience, okay? So it could be as small as something like that or big like being someone that we can lean on, depend on, rely on, okay? The power of gratitude is that it combats and prevents negativity from growing in your marriage, right? It's like if you listen to last week's episode, I think um, it, it's like a weed. Negativity is toxic, right? As soon as we get the ball rolling with what we're unhappy about, we immediately can think of like 10 million other things that we're unhappy about in our marriage. But when we are in the practice of intentionally thinking of what we're grateful for, gratitude helps us feel connected. And the connection is the foundation that provides solid ground for you two as a couple as you weather challenges, life challenges, relationship challenges, every kind of challenge, right? Like conflict. And when you're in conflict and you have shaky ground, shaky foundation, it's unreliable, right? The the connection is kind of like, it's here or there, not reliable, or there's a lack of appreciation, feeling valued. Things can get out of hand really easily. We can really easily demonize our spouse, right? We can start to get hypercritical, bring up the past, point out what they're not doing right, blame, uh, not be so uh, forgiving or not giving them the benefit of the doubt and just assuming the absolute worst of them. It could get really bad. We could start yelling, right? And without that felt sense of connection, any time you start to feel resentful or frustrated, your brain is going to create that narrative of like, our time or your time matters less than theirs, or you do everything and they do nothing. They get to just enjoy life. Um, and it'll just remind you of all the things that they're not doing the way you want them to be done or how they're not meeting your needs or, you know, any and all mistakes that they make that cause some sort of frustration in you. And actually, sometimes it can even have you hyper-focusing on things that on a good day for you don't really matter, right? Like maybe they left their dish um, at the table instead of bringing it to the sink like they normally do. On a good day, you'd be like, oh, they must have forgotten. I'll take care of it. Or you know, if you want, you can leave it there for them to take care of it later. 
however you want to handle it. Or on a bad day, you're just like, I can't believe they left it there for me to pick up. Do you see the difference? There's a really, really big difference Um, in terms of how we respond or react when we don't feel connected. And when we feel connected, we become more generous with our compassion and we actually experience joy from doing kind things for them. We're more willing to support them by taking on extra stuff if they're having a tough day or if they're especially busy, right? But what most couples do is they gatekeep the phrase. They withhold thank yous when they don't feel like their spouse deserves it. And if you do this, no judgment, right? I think like that's probably the number one uh, feedback that I get from my clients is that I never judge. I never judge them. I can understand why you do anything that you do in your relationship. There is a reason behind it. Okay. So if you happen to notice that you're gatekeeping gratitude in your relationship, it's understandable. And I want you to challenge yourself. Okay. Because this is your brain trying to protect your heart. However, I want you to notice that doing this is not going to help your marriage make the progress or become the marriage that you are actually wanting, okay? There's our pride, and then there's what we desire. And we have to reconcile whether what our pride wants us to do is actually going to support us in having what we want, okay? I'm not saying self-abandon, betray yourself. No, like never, never, ever. If you're going to disappoint anyone, if it's between you and another person, you disappoint that other person. Okay. If, if it's between those two, that's my stance on that. Okay. We need to undo all the people pleasing that we've learned. And it's a process, right? I'm still finding ways that I'm stepping into people pleasing tendencies. So It takes time and and effort, okay? But if you're here and you're gatekeeping thank yous in your marriage, ask yourself, why? Is it worth it, right? Is it really worth holding on to it versus expressing it to your partner? And why do you think they don't deserve it? And then flip it, why do they deserve it? Why should I say this? Okay, so weigh it out because our brain would love for you to just go one way or the other. And in this case, if you're hurt, it's going to want you. It's like that that um, kind of friend who just like adds fuel to the fire. If you're already mad, they're like, F that person. Let's go slash their tires. Let's go break their window. Let's TP their house, whatever, right? It's like the the devil on your shoulder sometimes, okay? When you're angry and upset, it can really feed into that. And so we have to take a conscious effort to balance it out, okay? And that's what gratitude does. Even if it's like full of effort for you to do it, I want you to remember how easily you give those out to everybody else, okay? You say thank you to the cashier at Target for ringing you up. Why? It's their job, what they're doing. But we say thank you anyway, right? 
the barista at Starbucks, strangers that hold the door open for you, the reception at the doctor's office, like the list just goes on and on, right? So why does it become difficult for us to say this to our spouse, right? So what if kickstarting this new habit of saying thank you, not because you think that what they're doing is a favor, but because you appreciate them taking the time and effort to do something just like you do, right? We can choose to do other things, but when we choose to do whatever we choose to do, we're not doing other things. Same goes for your spouse, okay? Because if they didn't do that thing, then you would likely be doing it or you'd have to deal with the impact of it not being done. So just think about that, okay? Remember that you two are ultimately a team and it is a team mindset that you're gonna need to make it through to become a successful couple. And if team morale is low, it's time to start expressing more gratitude and appreciation to build that morale back up, help them feel valued. And in turn, you'll influence them to do the same because it's contagious. It's contagious. Have you ever been a part of a team environment where the person in charge, the manager, the CEO, whoever set the culture really valued the humans on the team versus the results, the work, like just the work, right? They actually cared about you as a person and your time, your effort, your gifts, your your skills, whatever, whatever you bring to the table. It's contagious. You start to give kudos to people more often. You start to freely express gratitude right? We become kinder and more generous with our appreciation. Now, here are examples, if you need examples, of what I, my family, we personally say thank you for in our household, the Perda household, okay? So anytime someone does something for someone else, even as simple as like us getting someone a drink, we say thank you and you're welcome. Cooking dinner, I get a thank you at the dinner table every single night by everybody. And then I say thank you to the different roles that they played, right? Like, so my oldest son sets the table. So I say thank you for setting the table because that's a part of getting dinner together, like all ready for us to sit down and eat. I thank my middle son for setting the utensils out because again, that contributes to our dinner time. I I don't know what I have to thank my daughter for yet. She's two years old. Sometimes we have her pass out napkins that we have to like give to her, but um, so on and so forth. Okay. So like, even when they do their tours, we say thank you because we appreciate their contribution. Okay. Gifting something. That's an obvious thank you. Being kind. That's a thank you. I actually even thank my kids for hanging out with me sometimes because I want them to know that I know that they have a choice to do their own thing versus spend time with their mom. They don't have to hang out with me, but I appreciate them hanging out with me and I want them to know that. And 
before I end this, for fun, I'm going to give you a little glimpse of what it's like to work with me here, okay? During my one-on-one client calls, I always end the call with some sort of homework for my clients so that they're still making progress between our calls. Like, even though we still keep in touch because um, I offer messaging between our calls, so they always have me in their back pocket when they need me, but this is their way of being able to continue being intentional and making progress in their relationship, even when they don't have me in their ear, even when we're not bouncing ideas off of each other, or I'm coaching them through a situation to expand their perspectives or teaching them tools on how to communicate better or how to structure their day so that there's less burnout and overwhelm so that they have the capacity to work on their marriage and build the connection and actually enjoy it again. Okay. So here's your homework. You get to choose whether you do it or not. Cause, um, yeah. Anyway. So every day for the next week, I want you to make a list of three things that you're grateful about when it comes to your spouse or your marriage. You choose. Okay. Because it's really easy to think about what they're doing wrong. I'm sure you can come up with like a CVS receipt. Like you could probably come up with that length of things, a list of things that they do wrong or not good enough or whatever. But I want you to make an effort to think about what they are doing right. What you do appreciate that they do. That you kind of just have chalked it up to, well, that's just what they do. It's part of their routine, whatever, right? I want you to intentionally think about what you appreciate. This is going to help you get in the habit of countering the negativity so you have a more realistic perspective of your marriage, okay? And for extra credit, pick the most meaningful thing out of that week that you're grateful for and give them a heart warming thank you. Okay. Not a, oh my God, thank you. Or wow, thanks. Which I, is kind of like a drive by thank you, but an authentic thank you, right? Filled with gratitude and appreciation. So expressing just how grateful you are, why you're grateful for what they did, the impact that it had on you and how it made you feel. Okay. I'm going to ask you to get vulnerable and actually think about how you feel and why. Remember, you are doing this for yourself and what you want to contribute towards this marriage. Do not do this if you're just doing it to get your, your, your husband, your spouse to do it in return. Because what that's going to create is like a tit for tat thing. It's not genuine. You're doing it in hopes that This other thing is going to happen, which is only going to set you up for disappointment when they don't do it fast enough, soon enough, good enough, whatever. Okay. This is a long game kind of strategy. You're trying to change the culture of your marriage, and that takes consistency and time. So to have the marriage you want, you've got to be the wife that does the things that a wife in a successful marriage does to foster that type of marriage, okay? That was a lot. I'm gonna repeat that again, because it's really important. To have the marriage you want, 
you've got to be the wife that does the things that a wife in a successful marriage does to foster that type of marriage. A successful marriage is created. So what are you going to do to create it, to co-create it? You're not the only one responsible. However, you're only in control of yourself. So that's why we're only talking about you. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope that you found this episode helpful and that you will actually do the homework and even the extra credit and start to see the changes that you desire in your marriage. And if you're not, you know how to reach me. Okay. Visit my website, send me an email, Find me on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you like to hang out, and let's get you the support that you need, okay? I'm here for you to support you. I am rooting for you, and hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you back here next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I hope that this episode helped you deepen your relationship with your husband, and more importantly, with yourself. If you know someone that this episode would help, please share it. All right. See you back here next week. Bye.